Around takes me where I want to go. Where will it send me? Fuck you, miss. Beg your pardon? I said fuck you with a P. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. And the show started. Hi. Hi. You know what, Pat? Hey! Hey! I think this is the latest we've ever recorded an episode, just you and me, of Chub Step. No. I would not say in our radio days. Obviously, in our radio yeah. days, we started a lot later. Prime time didn't even start till midnight. That's true. So that's what I'm saying. So this is obviously a different story with uh, with the radio days because yeah, we used to, but we also used to not have jobs really. That was the job. The radio was a job that didn't pay. Is it still a job if it doesn't pay? I don't know. Is an unpaid internship technically a job? Wow. Uh, you are working. You are working and you're not getting paid. It doesn't seem... It seems like more like a volunteer activity. Right? Because I mean like... Only in America. Only in America. There you go. Is that your saying of the week? No. Okay. Because that's <laughs> I've heard you say it twice in the last five minutes. Yeah, they've only heard it once. So. That's what they've only heard. That's a good point. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. That was off air. Pat had a lot of uh, America-related off-air comments that he was making. Uh, so, Pat, you're driving, right? Are you driving in the car? Is this your first recording while driving? Yeah, this is probably not legal. Uh-oh, Pat's well, breaking the law. I'm technically not on a call. We are on Facebook Messenger, but I don't think that's any better. I think Ace could get you off. Our lawyer Face could get you off on that. It is Shamrock, riding dirty. I mean, I'm on my phone. Yeah. <laughs> it's a gray area. It's a gray area, right? I, I've gotten a ticket for talking on my phone before. I think if someone, you know, didn't have anything better to do tonight, if, I might be paying that if, fine. If, we get, if you get a ticket while doing this, the Chubstep listeners will help pay for your ticket. How about that? You know what's the, the funny thing is, as a gift, I actually got one of those truck driving, like, Bluetooth earpieces. Yeah. Right after I got my ticket, I yeah. probably used it for like six weeks or so, and then the battery died. I just never charged it again. Yeah, it is pretty hard to charge things. Yeah, but uh, so much effort. Yeah, so much effort. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so how you been, man? How was how you been the last uh, week? What have you been up to? Oh, I'm great. That's why I'm here. Yeah. Uh, pretty busy. Um, actually, I'd like to start with booze news if that's Ooh, all right. Ooh, that is okay. Not while you're driving though. No, 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 no. <laughs> okay. I got uh, booze news. So uh, Saturday, or I should say Sunday morning, my esophagus was freaking on fire yeah. because I went to Buffalo Wild Wings. I always get mango habanero wings from Buffalo That's Wild Wings. That's a good wings. one. I think yeah. it's like the most delicious sauce, wing sauce I've ever had. It's just so hot. I'm always conflicted with myself. I'm yeah. like, I don't want to go through that, but I got to have the taste. So yeah. at Mango Habanero Wings, 
Later that night, had some booze. It was a Saturday. Hey, mm-hmm. what are you going to do? What are you going to do? So, you take your shirt off, yeah. you know, you, you have a beer. This edition of Booze News is actually brought to you by Instagram because I've seen this as a sponsored ad on Instagram. Okay. That Old Smoky whiskey from Tennessee is actually created a mango habanero whiskey. Wow. That just got released. So that's like exactly what I just did. <laughs> Esophagus, like I said, it was so bad, but that I'm kind of curious how that's going to taste. I, I they don't sell, at least I don't see too much of um, Old Smoky out here. I have had it before, but that was just because a friend of mine was actually at the brewery in Tennessee and got me a bottle. So I don't know how I plan on getting this, but I will get it and we will taste try. Do you maybe l- maybe in person since the last in person show we did was the parade. Oh my god, has it been that long since we've done a show together? That's kind of crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know my schedule's getting a little less crazy coming up, so hopefully we'll be able to work something out. You know, Jared yeah. has extracurriculars. You know, yeah. I got two jobs. Yeah. But, so it, I'm all about yeah, me, baby. Exactly. It's it's tough to find time to be together, um, to just hold each other. You know. So. Yeah. Miss you so much. Do you, do you do you like uh, the flavored alcohol drinks like that, Pat? Do you like uh, like no, flavored not, vodka not really. or like, flavored? Well, like they, they, do a look, lot they of had like kind of the cinnamon whiskey was like popular when we were in college. Sure, right? I mean, it was probably popular long before that. Yeah, Fireball. Yeah. they had you know the off brands and stuff. I remember Jack Honey. You know, yeah, I yeah. usually kind of stay away from that stuff just because, I don't know, just the taste preference. Like, I, I like the taste of booze, you know? Yeah, but, but yeah, booze news. So, yeah, that is um, that is my booze news. Going to give that a try. And if, hey, if you're out there and you're at the store and you see it, tell me because I'll go out and buy it. Yeah, Pat needs to know if you're in the Chicago area and know where Pat can yeah, find I, us. I, I, I don't mean like Steed when he's at some you know, base in some other state. I yeah. just mean, if you're around here. Yes. Bird up. Hello. Have you tried this, the Sriracha Mac sauce? I just saw that that's out. Isn't that, like, only on a chicken sandwich or something like that? I don't know. I just know that they have a Sriracha sauce. It's an LTO. It seems like a perfect thing for you. It's been a while since I've had an LTO, so I might have to give it a shot. There's... Actually, it's a, not a good thing, but the closest, um, like, say I didn't bring lunch to work, the closest restaurant to me within, like, yeah. my half-hour time frame to eat is McDonald's. So that's <laughs> so perfect. So I have gone yeah. to it a lot <laughs> perfect. during my career, which isn't good for me, but yeah, I don't know. You ever having a bad day and the fast food just makes you feel good for about 10 minutes and then you feel, like, even worse when you got back? I just uh, a lot of times I just feel bad going in. Like I I rarely rarely get fast food because I'll get it on road trips is where I eat, mostly get it. Or if I'm traveling long distances is when I'm typically eating fast food. But most weekdays and, and at that point I'm already feeling crap because I've just been in the car all day. So yeah, it does not help, right? I mean, it does not help. It I, not, I always yeah. feel more tired after eating it. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. You know what? I actually. Yeah, I, I, but no, I, I'll give that one a shot. Though, okay. Because that actually sounds good. sounds good to me. I love Mac sauce. Yeah. Put a little bit of that rooster in it, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, nice. That's a good. Uh, yeah. The rooster is the symbol for what this I, Racha. That's what I call it. Yeah. The rooster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You you're in the deep. You're in deep with Racha. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't they have a Sriracha buffalo sauce? 
I'm not sure. Maybe you could be a millionaire, Jared. Tell them all about it. Buffalo Wild Wings Make should get on that. Grill. I don't know how they're not combining that together. That's a good point, Pat. I make should do it, it for bro grill. grill. I should make it a bro grill. That is a I very... want to see it on Instagram. Hashtag yeah. <laughs> bro grill. Hashtag bro grill. There you go. Um, uh, big shout out to me, guys. Big shout out to me. Just one uh, co-ed fours Monday Night League at North Avenue Beach. Uh, big shout out to my team out there. You know, best team ever potentially. I'm all about me, baby. But uh, wow. you know, in retrospect, yeah. how, how how high how high on your list of accomplishments is that? Um, it's it's good. It's uh, how high on my list? All right, let's see. Top three would be, um, when I got my license. Um, I don't, <laughs> you know, I would not have even have thought to put that on the list, but good for you. Uh, number two is probably the time I threw the grape at my uncle's wall and he never noticed. And there's still this big grape grape stain at his house. Um, that would be up there. <laughs> Way to go. And then number three would be this championship. So wow. this is third, I would say. Coming in on the top three. Wow. Yeah. Uh, but it feels good. It feels good. I've got one of these. Uh, they give you a little a uh, fleece, which is so weird because you, so you play this summer. It's like what they give out. It's what this Chicago-based company gives out for all their champions. I didn't ask for this. But what you don't realize is that like this is a they give it out in the winter. It makes sense. It's cold. They're giving this out in like the middle of the summer. You know, like I, towards the end of the summer. But like you know, I just have this big fleece. Like how, I'm not going to wear this for a couple of months. You kind of forget about it. Uh, but you know, whatever. Big deal. I'm a big deal. Played in a. Uh, Played in a volleyball tournament on Saturday, Pat. You would have liked. I think I, I played in last year. I think I probably talked about it a little bit last year. But uh, a friend of mine started up a tournament a couple years ago, and basically it's it's called the sip and serve, and you you have to drink your team. It's co-ed fours, and they make the teams there, and it's grass. They have four teams uh, or sixteen teams of four people, and you have to drink. Your team has to drink a pitcher before each match, and nice. then. And then they just randomly will throw out jello shots throughout the game. And then there'll be times like, say, I hit a ball out. I could challenge that. You get two challenges per game per team. And then you have to do a chug off against the other person. And however that chug off goes, that's where the point goes. So say, I, you know, I messed up and I hit it in the net. I could be like, that's a challenge. And then I win the chug off. Then my team gets a point. But the thing about this tournament is like everybody in the tournament like is very like is very good volleyball player like most i would say 90 percent of them played in college and that kind of stuff so it's uh really competitive and then it kind of at the end it's more of endurance thing like who's hanging in there the most versus skill level as well so So besides competitive volleyball are you a competitive drinker uh no not so much i'm actually horrible at chugging a beer uh so (laughs) i i'm bad it's kind of a little past our time now isn't it yeah but even at any point i just have never been that good at uh downing stuff I think it's, you know, uh, I've, I've kind of a skinny neck. I don't have a fat neck. I'm going to blame it on that, you know. People say. Yeah, you just got to open. You just got to open your throat and accept the fate that awaits. Yeah, that's always been your motto in life, Pat. But uh, I have a little <laughs> different theory. <laughs> I have a little oh different theory on God. that. Uh, so Talk about a total backfire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, so I did that. Um, also did some mountain biking, which I haven't done in a while. It's a, it's a lot of fun. If you haven't done any mountain biking, it's it's tough, but it's uh, you'd be surprised what a bike can, like a, a bike with shocks can go over. It's always kind of surprising. That's uh, great. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. 
Um, so, Pat, this is something I wanted to talk about, and this is what I, something I want to get to before. So I, saw, I was driving past this guy last week, and he, he was wearing a shirt, and the shirt said, Eat rich people, they taste like chicken. <laughs> which, which is a funny concept. I don't get it. Which is a funny, okay, right? It's like a funny. I don't get the chicken part. <laughs> I don't. I just thought it sounded funny. Well, they say everything tastes like chicken, so you know it's like one of those like. That part's pretty simple to me, Pat. You don't understand this part. No. Okay. <laughs> I don't think hot dogs taste like chicken. But you know they always say like, oh, eat like snake. Eat, I think that's a stupid thing. Yeah, but they say like, oh yeah, snake. It tastes like chicken. You know, oh, it tastes like it's like the joke. It's a running joke. This guy has a shirt like this. You know, eat rich people. So. It just made me think, and I don't know how, you know, this guy, whatever, his, I don't know if, you know, it just I thought it was a funny shirt, and so we got it, like, you laughing at it, or if he actually had some ideas about rich people, which a lot of people do have these, you know, concepts of, like, you know, kill uh, the rich guy, or, you know, all this kind of stuff, like, they're anti, super anti-rich people, and it just really, like, it, it, it to me, that has always bothered me, of that mindset, to me, it's just so, like, negative and so just like i think it's just a horrible mindset to be in have been like this because this person's rich i hate them just purely based on the fact that they have money so i have this clip from uh when adam carolla interviewed uh terry cruz when adam carolla interviewed terry cruz and terry cruz i'll give you a little backstory so i'm going to play like two minutes of this clip but basically uh terry cruz grew up in a Uh, in Flint, Michigan, and he saw that everybody in uh, Flint, Michigan was like had these safe jobs and all this stuff. He also had a good quote in there that said the death of a dream is a safe job. It's like a good job. You know, like all these people have these good dreams, then maybe they'll get some some, uh, you know, uh, job out of college that pays them a comfortable amount of money and they have benefits and all this stuff and they never want to pursue their dreams after that because they kind of have it set and they have a safe place. So, you know, they have the safety nets of, like, why, why are they going to go risk that all for something else? So I thought that was a good quote you, in and there. And you may feel like, well, they got a lot. Well, you, if you steal from only the people who have a lot, does that make you less of a thief? This, 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 <laughs> you know this I mean? thought, Terry Crews, to me, is poison to our country, which is to say, oh, well, they can absorb it, or they're right. rich, or they're they Walmart. They're not going to miss a couple socks. You know, this notion of... We take depending on how much the other person can absorb it, meaning I'm not going to sue that guy. He's poor, but I'm going to sue Coca-Cola. They're rich. Look, don't worry about suing anybody. It's got to be based on what harm came to you, not who can afford it. Listen, you can steal from me. I'll be fine. The question is, what does that do to you? That's the question. Terry Crews is going to be great. But if you steal from me, if you go and bust in my house, take my TVs, blah, 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 I'll go get some more TVs. Right. But what does that do to you? What are you now? <laughs> You're a thief is what you are. You are a thief. And you live like a thief. And you act like a thief. And all of a sudden, everybody is your, your problem. You are now a professional victim because you see no way you can get anything in your life other than taking it. And I had some friends that I had to get rid of. They had a person, they had a mindset of this, you know, man, you know, you got to get yours because everybody's trying to get, it's like, wait, 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 no, no, you can create. First of all, you are a creator. That's what we do. We create things. Uh, And, you know, anytime you think of this world like a pie, 
I, it's funny because everybody's like, man, you got to get your piece of the pie. We finally got a piece. You know, the songs, right. everybody's singing it. Jefferson. Well, and, and all of a sudden, it gets that pie I mean, gets uh, thin. You know, no, good yeah, times. Uh, good times. Sorry. See, the pie gets show. all thin, <laughs> and everybody's scrambling because there ain't going to be nothing left. But that's not true. The world is like a kitchen. You got flour. You got fruit. You got whatever. Make a pie. You can make pie. Wait, that's not one left. You could actually, but if you get to make one, and you can see, I learned this as being an artist. You have a piece of paper, dude, and you have a pen. You know, uh, life is like a kitchen, and you can just make your own pie. Like, you don't need to take somebody else's pie. Like, just because that guy has, you know, a dollar and quarters over there doesn't mean I need to take one of his dollars. Like, I can just work and make my own quarters my and to get a new dollar. You know, like, I don't need to take somebody else's money. I can just make my own money. And I think that's a much better mindset in life to be like, okay, why does this guy have everything? Why don't I, like, instead of going through life like that to be like, okay, I can make my, I don't need, I don't care what other people are doing. I think I look at life a lot of, you know, worrying about how myself, how I'm doing and how I can better myself and not like, why is this guy doing good? And how can I bring that, that person down so I can get on an equal playing field? You know what I'm saying? Yes. So that's so I like yeah that's good thank you thank you for the one word no, you, you, <laughs> you know what though I I will say this I think if like you do want to pursue something that's other than a comfortable job it takes a lot of work outside of work and not a lot of people want to do that including oh, totally. myself totally yeah including I hey look I I'd love to do something like this for a living yeah I'd love to do it but that would probably take like a big risk in like giving up the current job and yeah. all that kind of stuff that goes along with it, you know? Yes. So yeah, no, yeah, we're exactly, we're doing what we can with our jobs that we have now. Uh, but yeah, totally. I mean, would it, would we have a different quality show if we were doing this full time, you know, doing this five days a week, putting in, you know, like putting the amount of hours you put into work into this podcast would it be a different show. Yeah, of course it would. Uh, but no, that's a good point, Pat. I mean, like, yeah. But, uh, hey, thanks. Yeah. No, I just like, I, but to me, the overall thing was like, I just didn't like the idea of the sky shirt, even though I thought it was funny. I just like, I really don't like the whole, like, you have to take this from that person just because I have less. I need to take it from that person instead of just being like, I can just make my own money. You know what I'm saying? Like, just kind of leaving other people. I, I don't know. Those are just kind of my thoughts. The money truck, baby. Deep. Yes. Thank you, Pat. The deep dive. The deep dive. Uh, so, I was thinking here, Pat, is how much uh, – actually, you know what, Pat? Let's do a uh, – let's do a Jeff uh, – Brendan, you know what? Here's a little fun fact for you. Brendan Fraser is recently in a TV show, so we're going to do a Brendan Fraser movie review. Whoa! About 20 years ago, back in the last century, I went to actor school, actually. That's back when I was allowed to work with animals. when these experiences are always brought into everyone's home. Why do I smell a fish? Well, these are the uh, yum yum sweats. Ah, uh-huh. she's doing with me. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. <laughs> they think I shaved their butts. I look like a big old steak with legs. So, this actually came out this year, 2017. And this is from the show Nightcap. You ever heard of Nightcap? No, it sounds familiar, but I, I'm drawing a 
you know, I, a hard blank right here. I have not heard of Nightcap either. And so uh, when I saw this Maybe on there, I was just like, because it's like a, it's a actual like word or phrase. Yeah, exactly. Sentence, exactly. You know? So so Nightcap is basically a Nightcap is like a to me it seems like a, a new version of Thirty Rock. Like it's all about the behind the scenes of some TV show with Jimmy. It's starring Jimmy. You know, such so as generic like late night show that these are like behind the scenes. So what's happening in this episode is that uh, two people are scheduled to be on the show, and one is uh, Deborah Messing. And so Deborah Messing is Grace from Will and Grace. Pat, on the count of three, say your favorite Will and Grace episode. One, two, three, the first one. <laughs> okay. I, okay. I, I'll be honest. I've never seen an episode. No, I've never seen it either. I know either. the show, though. I've never seen it either. So this girl is Grace yeah, from Will and Grace. I believe that. Yeah. Mr. So, Panera Bread over here has never seen Will and Grace. Uh, so apparently, like, the show's, like, still on. Like, are it, like I saw that it still had episodes, like, in, like, 2016, 2017. So I'm confused by wow. that. I, that's was surprising me because I thought it ended quite a long time ago. Um, so the, the whole thing is that Deborah Messing and Brendan Fraser are going to be the two guests on the show. So they're, like, preparing. So it's all like the, oh, they're meeting them in their dressing room. Like, oh, this is what we're going to go over. This is what we're going to do. You know, all this kind of stuff. So, so Deborah Messing's whole thing is that she, like uh, – is the main girl in this? Um, it was Stacy Cole is the is the character. Alexander Wentworth is the main lady here, who is also one of the writers. So she is basically like uh, Deborah Messing keeps thinking that Stacy Cole is like her best friend, and Stacy's like, I don't know how she even know. Like I've barely met her. Like why is she saying we're best friends? So this whole thing about like getting Deborah Messing and the main girl, like you know. She's trying to pretend that they're friends so that she'll be on the show, but also, like, she's like, oh, yeah, we're not really friends. It's, like, a weird thing. Brendan Fraser is, like, on there. The guy goes into the into the room uh, to meet Brendan Fraser for the first time before the show, like, one of the, you know, guys behind the scenes. And this is what Brendan Fraser, Fre- uh, Brendan Fraser says. Brendan. Davis Maxfield. I'm producing you today. Oh, hello. How are you? I'm well. I have to say... I'm a huge fan. Thank you. Uh, to me, Crash was a perfect movie. Thank you. Thank you so much. But you know, it wasn't really a stretch playing a privileged white man, as opposed to my work on Dudley. Dudley. Do right. Recall? Hmm. Dudley Do Right. I spent seven months training with the Royal Canadian Mounted Policeman for that one in preparation. Wow. I had no idea. I didn't tell you about it. So I spent seven months, and I still didn't feel like I'd really found what makes that guy tick. You know, I didn't know what was inside of him. I couldn't get into his skin. So I created a backstory. Oh. Dudley was the youngest of seven siblings. His mother, Margaret, a homemaker, a good woman, very attractive. And his father was a blacksmith, hard worker, hot temper. And when he learned that Margaret had been having a, shall we say, flirtation with the town grocer, he snapped. And one Christmas Eve, he bludgeoned her to death, her blood splattering, turning the white snow red. Dudley saw the whole thing. He never saw his father again, save for the occasion when he was to be executed. The noose around his neck threw the switch. The trap door opened. Papa! Pourquoi? 
From that day forward, Dudley vowed to live a life of virtue, to only do right. Um, I also like mommy a lot. Okay, so then the the episode continues where uh, Brendan Fraser later on says he wants to do, he doesn't want to talk, he just wants to sing uh, when he's on the show. And then he's looking for like props and then he keeps like, he's like, can I have a kazoo? Do you guys have a kazoo I could use? He's just going to sing. And he said he doesn't really sing. He's more, he sings like William Shatner, he says, where he more like talks. The, uh, he's like rhyming words like contortion and abortion and his, they're worried how racist his, his song is and all this stuff. So basically, Brendan Fraser is playing like an extreme version of himself. You know, it's, it's him, but he's playing himself and he's like, you know, all the, they're like freaking out that he's just going to be the worst guest. Like they, they cannot have how crazy this Brendan Fraser is on the show. Uh, he literally like, he was cracking me up in this episode. So it was very, he was very funny. The episode overall though, I was not, uh, it, it just, it's a little bit, it was a little over the top. It was like, it felt a little overacted at times from, from a lot of the people in the show. Do you know what I mean? Like where it just doesn't seem, uh, as realistic as it should. Yes. Yeah, so it was just like it was a little it was a little much um, for me. But so the thing is, I, I really want to say this is a top tier uh, Brendan Fraser thing, just purely based on Brendan Fraser. Like he's actually pretty funny in this, just to watch for these scenes. But like that's like eight minutes of the full, like twenty two minutes of the show. And so I don't know if I can recommend it based on purely that. And I haven't, I don't base these things on how well the you know Brendan's or Jeff Goldblum's performance is in this thing. So I'm it's I the base overall. it on it's the overall thing. And so overall, I'd give it a middle tier because it's just like uh, it's a little bit too much. Like they try, it's almost a little try a little too hard to get a joke in there sometimes. Um, so I, I'm not a huge fan. Of that. I'm more like subtle, like you know, get some slip and some subtle jokes. Other other than like this is a joke, you know that kind of but, thing. Fine. Hey, hey, hey. Um, so. Those are kind of my thoughts on that. So it's going to be middle tier Jeff Goldblum. This is going to be a Paulie Shore on the, sorry, middle tier Brendan Fraser. Paulie Shore. All over I'm all over the place. Right it's been a long time since I did a Brendan Fraser movie review. Uh, I'm Pauly trying to Shore. listen and drive, and you can't even I give know. me a rating. Middle tier, middle tier on the Brendan Fraser movie review. What about NATO? How do you feel about NATO? I never, met NATO. I never met NATO. I never met NATO. I don't talk about people behind their back. NATO is the North Atlantic Treaty Organization. Oh, but you, oh, you didn't say that. I thought you were talking about the guy. I know this guy named NATO, NATO Jenkins. Um, I do have three days of the week. I've been listening to the show, naming off seven days. It's yeah. too much. Too so much. we're just going right. to go with three. That's right. That works. You're listening. It's August 10th. It's a Thursday. It's National Lazy Day. Don't do anything. Follow the calendar. <laughs> oh, okay. I hate that. Yeah, I, I, right? <laughs> lazy. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think that's one of the worst um, qualities someone can have in them, right? I mean, like everybody has lazy days. Like everybody, like there's times I don't want to do stuff and that kind of thing. But I feel like an overall lazy person to me is is uh, it's quite a curse. I don't know if there's like it's a, and it's to me it's one of those things that also is like it's a momentum. I feel like you go through life. And the more you get into a lazy mindset, the more that just kind of continues and stuff like that. Like, I don't want to push it that extra limit because I've just been so used to doing this. Like, that's why long vacations and work are always dangerous because you get, like, towards the, you know, if you take, like, two weeks off, you get to that, like, two days before you have to go back and you're like, oh, my God, I've had these last two weeks of doing nothing. Like, it's so hard to get back into work mode. I feel like that every time there's a three-day weekend. Yeah. 
Okay, so yeah, even shorter ones. Exactly. Like that's so it's a very tough um especially like when I first graduated and like that amount of time before I got a job <laughs> was like, "Oh my god, just I don't like that's <laughs> I don't Dude, have to literally do anything. I went almost anything. a year without a job. That was horrible transitioning. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, oh my god. Like even if you, even if you're like bored or doing something, you know, lazy, you're just like, oh my god, I just don't want to. You know, like you're like, I'm gonna. Have it was to great do until like the summer was over. Once the summer was over, it was like, okay, what am I gonna do? And then after that, I was just so used to this year-round summer vacation. It was like I don't even know what to do anymore. Yeah. It's just work. That's my whole life. Ah! Yeah, 40 more years. Yep, there you go. <laughs> August 13th, National Left-Handers Day. So if you're a Southpaw, good for you. Yep, left-handers. Uh, do you think left-handed people are faking it? I've always had that theory. I don't think so, but I do think it's a little strange how little there are. Yeah. Yeah, why is yeah no? Why is the right-hand dominant, you know, all that out, kind of stuff? No, no. Yeah, that came out a little weird. How... Small of an amount of the population. I knew, yeah, I knew where you were going with that. I didn't figure you were picturing like smaller people have left hands, yeah, or left-handed, <laughs> or something like that, or you know, <laughs> like uh, I didn't picture you going with that. But yeah, I knew what you meant. It, it is, it is a strange thing with that. But also, I find in sports, I find an overwhelming majority, like it's an advantage. Uh, yes, it is an advantage, and there's a lot of people. I bet you the ratio in sports, a few who play sports that are lefty versus righty is much higher that play sports versus not play sports. Because I play volleyball with a lot of left-handed people. And, uh, yeah. Ratio. Yeah, ratio. The ratio. Ratio is higher in sports, I think. Or at least volleyball. They're still the, still the minority. Yeah. All right, great, Pat. I like it. Um, how about some Tanzania news? Yes. The infection causes immediate respiratory failure. And scientists claim that the patients are now transmitting. You know what you guys get? It's a fake. What are you from Tanzania? Yes, I am. It's impossible. Magafuli refuses to rule Tanzania for more than ten years. That's what he says. Okay. Uh, so in in Tanzania, as I doubt it. as everybody I doubt knows, it. as everybody knows in Tanzania, you can only have a limit of two five year terms. And Magafuli was elected in 2015, the president of Tanzania, John Magafuli, and so he is going to be up for he he's going to be latest he could be president is 2025. So he said he has sworn to defend the Constitution, and I shall play my part and pass on the leadership reins to the next president when the time comes. And so he said, "Is that it's the a, first like positive thing he's ever said?" Uh, it's the first. No, it's not the first positive thing. It's it's the first like uh, I would say it's a very surprising thing coming from him, though, based on like a lot of the things you've seen of him. You know, this could he's totally a power be power hungry guy. He is a power he's hungry guy. He's a, he's a definitely a power hungry guy, and. It seems strange that he's just been like, oh, not even a chance, not even a But also when you're like so anti it, it almost makes it seem like he's compensating for like, well, you know, deep down I'm trying to figure out how to change the Constitution so I can be, you know, president longer than that. Here, So I looked up right here. So the U.S. term, you know, there was uh, FDR was uh, was president for three terms, right? People know then after that they changed the U.S. so that you can only be in two terms of four years each. So I looked up what the shortest U.S. terms were for presidents. 
And I always remember James A. Garfield. That's what I always tell people is my favorite president. He was in uh, he was in the office for 100 and, 199 days, and I remember this because he got assassinated. One of the few presidents that's been assassinated after 199 days. There was actually one poor guy, one that I that this, he has he has a very basic name, so you don't remember him as much. William Henry Harrison in eighteen. 18- oh yeah, very basic. Yes, W H H double W W H W double H W double H. That's what I called him. Uh, so. He was only the president for 31 days. Do you know about this guy? Um, maybe when I had U.S. history yeah. growing up. Yeah, 1840. I don't really remember. Yeah, 1841. Uh, he died. He was sick. They said it might have been some sort of lung, like pneumonia type thing. At the time, 1841, he was getting sick. Uh, he didn't get much sleep because he had a lot of presidential stuff to do. Uh, they they said, what did they try? You know, they were like, what did they try as medicine at the time? They looked back, uh, tried opium, see if that would help. Uh, turns out oh. that didn't help. Also tried leeches. Uh, oh man! I do like the concept. Got... Yeah. What, well, what, is it? what are they gonna do? Suck out the disease? Well, that was kind of like it's funny. Like you look at the old mindset, and you're like, uh, of like, uh, like leeches. They say yeah, could like suck out your blood. You know, they literally like suck on blood, and they would do bloodletting. You know, things like they didn't do this for him, but like you know, they literally just let out your blood. And like you're like, if you had that mindset of like, okay, this blood is bad. If I get rid of the blood that's bad, then you might do better. Uh, it like, if you think about it, not knowing, you know, knowing what we know now, it seems ridiculous. But not knowing that, it seems like it's almost kind of logical to be like, all right, get rid of some of this blood. It's bad blood, you know. I'm not a fucking scientist. Pat, one of the things I was uh, I was realizing is how important first impressions are when it comes to like. People that obviously, most important, most important, obviously, like people that you know all the time. Like, but there'd be so many people that you know, like maybe you met somebody's boyfriend or girlfriend, you're like, oh yeah, they were nice. Like, and that's just based on like you saw them for like 20 minutes or something. Like, there's so many people in your life. But think of how much more that is amplified when you're talking about celebrities. So, like, I've talked about like people I've met in the past and stuff like that. And I, I you know, some of these people I've met for longer, some of these people I've met for just five minutes. And like, that impression goes on, and then you hear like, "Oh yeah, uh, you know, Jared said Petey Pablo was a uh, nice guy." You know, like stuff like that. You know, like I'm saying some random thing like that, and it all gets and you hear it, and then like that gets passed down, and like celebrities have certain impressions about them. Like right, you you think of certain people, and you're like, "Oh, I've heard he's a douche," or "I've heard she's crazy, she's a diva," that kind of thing. Well, you know, the thing is, is most of the times where you may run into a celebrity is probably the only time you're ever going to run into them. So that's like yeah. the only impression. Yeah. So think of how on their best behavior they must be. And it just, it really makes you want, you know, when you're hearing these things about people, are, are you hearing it from more than one source? Or you're just hearing it like, you know, Pat, you just, you get plenty of crappy days. Um, you know, like I feel like I went up to you on the street and you were famous and I was just like, you know, uh, you know, Hey, can I get an autograph? And you're just like, you know, Screw you, which you would like oh, to yeah. do, right? <laughs> uh, you know, well, like you also got to all... think how many how many people are trying to take pictures with them every day. How many people are asking for an autograph, and it's like, at what point do you just carry on with your life and just let the shit go? Yeah, well, there's people. There's also people that like can blend in, and there's people that just can't blend in. Like uh, Guy Fieri, like he just can't blend in, right? If he's going anywhere, you're gonna recognize him. He's gonna have a million people wanting to take pictures with him. You might not even know his name, and you'll recognize him. Exactly, exactly. 
Uh, there's people like that. A lot of basketball, like guys like uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, I think would be like one of those guys. It'd be like recognized. Shaq. Over. Shaq. Shaq, totally. Shaq is even better. He's just a massive guy. Like you're not Shaq's not going to put on like a backwards baseball cap and sunglasses and uh, people aren't going to recognize him. You know, like it just, right. you're, you're, you know it's Shaq. And so like he doesn't he can't hide it anywhere. And, you know, you, he just kind of has to always be on his best behavior if he wants to go into public setting at all. And so it's kind of like a crazy thing. A lot of guys can just, you know, throw on some shades and stuff like that, and you can blend into the crowd. But, like, some people you just can't. It just it's it, To me, it's just crazy to think how much how their, their first impressions really just affect. Because you, you hear all the time, oh, yeah, my friend worked with him on something, or my friend met him somewhere, and that's just it's all just a crazy, you know, thing like that. Right. Yeah. I think didn't we both have a separate encounter with Vince Vaughn, and he just wanted nothing to do with either of us. Yes, that's a totally the encounter that I had with him. <laughs> so maybe we're on to something. Same thing. Yeah. All right, Pat. I wanted... uh, all I will say is yeah. this: is uh, really quick. He did not want to stop for our high school movie project because he told us that if he stops, he has to stop for everybody. But he stopped for a bunch of girls like halfway down the block. Oh, for the ladies he will, but not for old Patty. That's right. Yeah. Well, that is sad, Pat. That's really sad. Um, yeah. Like I said, I how many times does that he probably has it happened to him multiple times a day. Yeah. So you just happen to be filming something, and then he walked by, and you're like, you could use him for. You're outside the Wrigley Building, in Chicago, um, senior year. Yeah. I'll call today. You call now. Pat, have you ever had people in your life that are just uh, intriguing to you? Like, I, I've had times with a female. I can think of one specific female where, like, this girl was so intriguing to me. I didn't even find her attractive. But, like, there's just something about someone that is – there's a guy that I know like this as well uh, that I've played volleyball against. And there's people like this that are just so – like you're just fascinated with them. Like maybe it's like the way they talk or something's their mannerisms or like the way they look. Have you ever had people like this? No, Jared, but I'm kind of curious who the girl is now. What's her name? Uh, not going to say it, uh, but uh, this was a long time ago. Actually, not, I've not seen her in years. Um, but not, like, Not really anyone uh, in person. Okay. I guess you could say. There's, yeah, there's I guess like there's celebrities the that have. Like the people, yeah. Not not too much in person. I don't know. Okay. You know. Um, yeah, there's just yeah, there's a couple people. It's just a weird thing. It just I I just wasn't know if this was like a common thing that many people have. But like yeah, there's people I run into. Like I I can think of like three people overall in my life that I'm just like just fascinated with them. I just want to. I don't even not necessarily that I want to even spend more time with them, but just like I can't uh, I can't look away or I can't uh, I just want to know more, even if it's uh, yeah. But even if I don't want to actually have to spend the time to talk to them to know more, uh, it just, you know, certain people in my life have uh, had that effect. And so uh, everybody that's listening to this podcast, uh, that's how they feel about this, Pat. All right. I was going to real fast talk about uh, my favorite, my uh, uh, upcoming, my favorite uh, upcoming actors. How about that, Pat? Just real fast and then we'll end the show. Okay. Okay. So uh, these are three people that um, that I think these are people that you've probably seen in a few things. And some of these guys have been in a little more than a few things. And a lot of these guys have been acting. They've been, obviously they've been acting for a while, but just like I've started to see in some bigger roles and I'm huge fans of them as actors. So these are uh, my three that I'm thinking of right now. So number one is uh, Titus Welliver. 
And Titus Welliver uh, plays Harry Bosch in the show Bosch on Amazon. Uh, the show is very, uh, it's, I would say it's a little above average. I think it's a decent show. But his character is such an amazing character that I just love watching the show for that purpose. Also, the main the guy that plays the chief is very good in that. Um, but it's like it's worth watching the show just to see him. And for, I don't know what it is, but uh, he's just a very good actor, big fan. He's an older guy, you know. He's got to be in his uh, 40s or 50s, but he's uh, just a bit, you know. I've seen him, you know, starring role in this show. Very good. Another guy is uh, Michael Huseman. Which I, you know, I've never really said his name now that I say it out loud. But he plays, uh, he was in Age of Adeline. I saw him in that. But he also was in Game of Thrones. And he was the guy that was uh, Khaleesi's, you, you watch Game of Thrones, Patty? Not a Game, Game of Thrones guy? No, everybody's okay. always talking about yeah, it. I've never yeah, actually yeah. watched it. It's it is good. Um, he's uh, the the girl in it, uh, Khaleesi. It's it's her like kind of right hand man. He was kind of like a the good looking guy that uh, kind of helps her out in some bad situations. He used to be kind of a bad guy, and then he's kind of like her right hand man. In this newest season, he's not really in the season at all because he's back in uh, he's back on the other side of this big uh, body of water, kind of running things over there. But uh, anyway, he's a good looking guy. Uh, the other guy. The last guy here is from. Did you see the night of Pat? The night of. Yeah. So you probably haven't seen that based on your reaction to that. <laughs> uh, no, but, I don't think uh, I have. But Riz Ahmed is the guy, and he was in. He was actually in uh, the Star Wars. He was in the newest Star Wars. Um, and then he was also in. I've seen him. Oh, he was also in the um, the OA. The OA, which is a Netflix show. He was very good on that. He was very good on the night of. So those kind of three guys are guys I've been uh, – those are kind of like my three favorite kind of guys that I've been starting to see in more things. So just uh, just fun fact out there. I just thought I'd throw it out there. I talk only basically specifically about Jeff Goldblum and Brendan Fraser, so I thought I would mix it up a little bit and throw in some other stuff. A nice choice. Yeah, that's it. Everybody uh, rate the show on iTunes. We will read your reviews. Oh, actually, sorry, Pat. We did have emails. Can we get to those real fast? Do you mind? Sure. Okay, sorry. Uh, this first one is ca- is from not Trevor uh, Starowski, and it says, Hero Prize, you guys spend so much time together, it's probably safe to assume that you two know each other very well. Jared, I'd love to hear your best Pat impression. Additionally, Pat, I would love to hear your impression of Jared doing his best Pat impression. Winner gets nothing, not even pride. Good luck, not Trevor. Okay. I think I could do a Jared impression. I don't think I could do a Jared impression of me. Okay. Um... Okay, if I was going to do uh, a pad impression, let's see. Uh, see, like when I'm doing a pad impression, I'm thinking of Michael Mike James doing your pad impression, so it's going to be somewhat like how his sounds. Uh, so so original. So it's it's well, it's just like now that's what in my mind of what a pad impression sounds like, right? Like everybody, when you think of like uh, Christopher Walken, and you're like, I I found you know, it's like everybody like accentuates the words. I feel like a little boy who's lost his first tooth, put it under his pillow waiting for the tooth fairy to come. Only two evil burglars have crept in my window and snatched it before she could get here. Wait a second. Do you understand the concept of the tooth fairy? You do it like that, or like anybody's doing like a Chris Tucker, like, you understand the words that come out of my mouth? 
like you do like the same things. You hear these words, and like that's what becomes. I don't a hear thing. a word anymore. I'm pretty deaf after that. <laughs> uh, but like every, you know, like you have like these. St- so I've heard the Pat Prussian, uh, but it's all right. Here's like what I think of it now. It's, so it's like, uh, whatever. Like uh, we're gonna go to Guns and Roses later, and put some sriracha on my burger, and I don't care. Yes. <laughs> the yes part. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that would be that. Uh, All right. So now you have to do your impression of of, of me be, doing you. Oh, that's the tough part. I don't know. You just kind of ramble sometimes. Like if it was you, you'd be like, then I had pro grill, I've been playing some <laughs> volleyball. Oh, by the way, volleyball, we totally just won. And I'd say it's pretty high up on my accomplishments. Pat, what do you think about that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> or just a question that makes no sense. Yeah, like, yeah, that you don't really have an answer to. If I three forks and a spoon, Pat, yeah. what's the mass of the moon? Go. <laughs> I do like that. I do like that. All right, let's get uh, real fast to this last question, then we'll, wrap it, then we'll be done. Um, Trevor says, uh, this is from Trevor, actually, Chubb222. It says, this week's questions are for both of you. What is your least favorite ethnicity and why? What oh, racial geez. stereotype is most accurate? Answer both without offending me. Um, um, I don't like people from Antarctica. That ethnicity bothers me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that is um, racial stereotype. Let's see the Canadians. Sorry. That's that's what you find the most accurate is that people are super nice from. Uh, oh, so sorry. You I f- win. I found that um, the racial the the stereotype in most accurate is probably. This is a great question, though, Trevor. A great way to make us think and try to make us uh, say things that you're going to try to get us in trouble for. Uh, yeah, I appreciate that. I do appreciate that. that. Uh, <laughs> but email the show, at gmail.com, and subscribe to the show, tell a friend, all that stuff. Because of the implication. And like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Chubstep Podcast, Facebook Chubstep Podcast. And the show has ended. Now you know you got to go. Y'all, y'all, y'all finished or y'all done? Peace. This is Yasin.